1: Hello and welcome to You Love to See It, the podcast where we watch TV shows and movies and tell you all about them. I am, for the first time ever, your host, Fanbyte Podcast producer Jordan Mallory. Hello. Woo! It's me. Woo! Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: That was your fan fanfare.
1: <laughs> my one fan outside my house. <laughs> they won't leave me alone. It's Danielle Riendo. <laughs>
0: That's me.
1: Danielle, why don't you come in, take a seat, sit down, pull up a microphone.
0: Oh, thank you. And, uh, thank and, you so much. I've been I've been walking around with my little lunchbox uh for for miles. So oh, thank you okay. for giving me this rest. Yes. Yeah, uh
1: here, I'll get you a glass of water uh while we wait for uh Merit K, features and training editor of com, to pull up uh in her in her rundown pickup truck who's been <laughs> driving around looking for Danielle all day.
2: Hey, yeah, I've been just you know, I just flew in from uh, the level where everything's bigger than you, and boy, is my tail
1: tired. <laughs> <laughs> From Mario 3. Yeah. <laughs> that's so yeah, weird, Merritt, that you would bring up Mario 3, because the movie that we watched today
2: <gasps> features oh, yeah. Mario
1: 3 hugely. It's a major plot point in the film The Wizard, a 1989 <gasps> film directed by Todd Holland and written by David Chisholm 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 anyway starring Fred Savage Bo Bridges Christian Slater and uh, Jenny Lewis who you may remember as the lead singer of Rilo Kylie (laughs) Uh, John unfortunately is not here to share his Jenny Lewis story with us but uh, Jenny Lewis is a regular South by Southwest fixture so oh. uh everyone that lives in Austin has a Jenny Lewis story if you live here long enough. <laughs> good. It's kind of like how everybody who lives in Los Angeles has a story about seeing or meeting a celebrity. It's just mm-hmm. that uh <laughs> everybody is it's just Jenny Lewis down here. Yeah. You either uh it's either Jenny Lewis or Sandra Bullock or Willie Nelson. Those are the oh, three okay. celebrities for Austin. I mean, mm-hmm. that's
0: that's a pretty nice selection, right?
1: Yeah, there. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I don't Yeah. Willie Nelson, I would probably be the one I would want to meet the most out of all of them. He seems chill. Yeah. Tax problems, yeah. but, you know, who doesn't? Uh, who doesn't, anyway, anyway, yeah. Uh Anyway, if you're unfamiliar, The Wizard, released in 1989, according to Wikipedia, the film follows three children as they travel to California. The youngest of the three is emotionally withdrawn with a gift for playing video games. The Wizard is known for its extensive product placement of Nintendo material. (laughs) The film was also well-known for being the official introduction to Super Mario Bros. 3 in North America. Despite receiving consistently negative reviews, the film has garnered a cult following. And uh, just here at the top, at the very beginning, uh, content warning for both this movie and this episode. uh, Because we are going to be talking... One of the main characters in this film, Jimmy is an a uh, portrayed as an emotionally affected child. And uh, there is dis- there is ableist language in this movie that we're going to be talking about on this episode. Yeah. So uh, just a heads up for that. Um, yeah. yeah. So I I don't know if we want to just kind of jump into the movie or if we want to like general thoughts about the movie. How do we want to swing this one?
0: Yeah. We could. Uh, I think we can uh, basically jump in, but there was one thing I wanted to know, and I know everybody here is coming into this one with a very different experience level mm-hmm. for The Wizard. Mm-hmm. Jordan, I think you're the expert. Marriott, I think this was uh, your first time, and for me, it's somewhere in between, because I watched this as a tiny child, like okay. probably in 1990 or so. Oh, like wow. I was a very young child, wow. and not since then. So I remember several things about this movie and then encountered them again, and it's always very funny when you watch something for the first time in thirty plus years, mm-hmm. uh, because it's like, oh, I remember this in a very different way, and or wow, this that sure is what was actually going on, and I thought it was hilarious, <laughs> uh-huh. and it wasn't funny, <laughs> that oh, kind whoops. of thing. So,
1: yeah, yeah, there's a this was this movie was part of my standard family movie rotation of put something on that the kids like, <laughs> good, which was good. this movie. Adventures in Babysitting.
0: Oh, excellent. Good uh, choice. Yeah.
1: Space Camp. Uh, the Secret of <sighs> Nim. And Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead.
0: That's a fun collection. Wow. It yeah. was it
1: was very the 80s in my household. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so right. I saw a bunch of these just because they were the movies that my older sisters liked. And sure. so I was still pretty young. Now, I, haven't, I hadn't seen The Wizard. And full disclosure... Uh, we run a tight ship around here, and there's a lot going on. So I was only able to fully pay attention to the first like act of this movie, and then I mm-hmm. rode that 10 second skip forward button for the rest of the film. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I'm going to be relying on Danielle and Merritt to help me kind of remember the the bits and pieces of this film. But the major the major plot is is or the major story beats are kind of you know ingrained in my in my youth. I will say though, I haven't seen this movie in probably 15 plus years until today. And like you said, there's a lot in this movie that hits different as (laughs) an adult. Yeah. Like real different. Uh but both being like an adult and a 2020 adult. Yeah. I think makes a makes a big difference. Um but so we open on a very, very long shot, a a sort of Kung-fu-esque shot. <laughs> if you remember uh, when David Carradine stole a, stole a television mm. show from Bruce Lee. Yep. yep. Uh, we get a shot of Jimmy Woods, uh, who is a young boy suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, but is heavily coded as being on the autism spectrum, I think it would be fair to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's just wandering down a highway somewhere. And the worst airplane pilot in the world uh, <laughs> sweeps by Jimmy and...
2: N- Nikki playing flight simulator. It's <laughs> just like dipping down like yes. 10
1: feet over the road. It's so hilarious to watch this airplane. Uh, but he <laughs> the airplane radios back to presumably the police and says, oh, we, we got him. He's on the road. Perhaps uh, t- about 10 miles south or whatever. And... Uh, th- uh, a cop whose dialogue is almost entirely adr after after the fact.
0: Oh, f- almost certainly. Uh, yep.
1: He he pulls up and tells and radios back to base to the dispatcher, who fills us in on Jimmy's backstory, um, <laughs> which is that his mother is remarried. The cop knows this for some reason, and that he uh, that they should bring him to his mother's house. So, cut to. Jimmy is in some kind of therapy, like play therapy, child therapy house situation, and his mom, whose name I've forgotten, Christine. Christine. Oh, uh, yes, Christine. Christine's there with her shitty new husband who's wearing a suit, (laughs) so you know he's a bad guy, and he's he's ranting about how Jimmy will just pick up his lunchbox and leave, and it's implied here that Christine knows what's in the lunchbox, but Jimmy's father or Jimmy's stepdad doesn't. Mr. Bateman. Sam uh,
2: McMurray. Oh, is that Sam McMurray? Yes. That's Sam McMurray. That's uh, Vic Schweiber of Freaks and Geeks. Uh, that's uh, Roy on Dinosaurs. Yup. Yup. Uh, i must have blocked
1: out his existence because dinosaurs scared me so badly as a child oh it's
2: it was very <laughs>
1: frightening
0: <laughs>
2: we were all deeply afraid no sam mcmurray he's like one of like those guys where you're like oh it's that guy mm-hmm. yep he's got one. And when i spaces. saw him in this movie i was like oh it's that guy oh
1: it's that. does he have a, a a prestigious music career like tom waits does who, oh, who is the other unfortunately oh, it, no no um, okay that's a bummer. He was Chandler's boss on
2: Friends. Maybe <laughs> you oh
0: god, Remember right. him
2: from that? He was the first ever guest star on The Simpsons. Wow. Uh because he was on the uh the Tracy Ullman show,
1: I think. Oh, okay. Uh, How old so. is he?
2: Uh 68.
1: Okay. They made uh by the way, I'm just this caught my eye on the Wikipedia entry for The Wizard. They made this movie for 6 million dollars. I, mm-hmm. Wow. Which
2: I would guess that about half of that or a third was Bo Bridges.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. T- yeah, Bo, Bo Bridges is in this movie. Um
2: an actually good actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> he he yeah.
1: does a good job as like an exasperated dad who's not a good Whose dad. life is destroyed by video games. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> movie is about a, a dad who's, whose brain is eroded by the fantastic power of the Nintendo Entertainment mm-hmm. System and his one responsible son who has to keep him on the path.
1: Yeah, it, re- it really is Christian Slater's character yeah. who kind of holds this entire family together uh, mm-hmm. as the rest of them are wrested from each other and themselves by video games. By video games, yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is kind of the... There's a weird underlying thesis statement in this film that video games are a distraction, both a distraction from and the solution to Mm -hmm. all of our problems. Yeah, just like alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, just like alcohol. Uh, So um, where was I? Mr. Bateman, shit dad, is talking to the therapist and says, like, Jimmy's been here for two years. He's not getting any better. We're going to start exploring alternative care options we gotta put this
2: kid in a home we're putting this cramp in my style i just want to bang his mom all day and
1: he's (laughs) i just want my way i just want to bang his hot 1989 milf of a mom (laughs) who for clarity is just a completely regular lady and is not portrayed (laughs) in the movie as being that i mean and they they don't have other kids right no
0: No, they just have no,
1: they just they just have like the
2: the one kid. Okay. Also, it took until probably the end of the movie until I realized what the actual familiar relationships were.
1: Yeah. Lay it out for it
2: between all of these characters because it's kind of confusing. Like, this is like a real peak 80s, 90s, like blended family kind of situation. Um, Except it's weird because there are so many dead or missing or divorced people. Mm -hmm. So, like, Okay, Fred Savage. So Corey Woods uh, and Nick Woods are the sons of Sam Woods and, oh, and Christine Bateman, who was Christine Woods. Uh, she divor- they got divorced after their kid, Jennifer, died, which maybe we're getting Spoiler. ahead of ourselves a little bit. And then she married Mr. Bateman and became Mrs. Bateman, and they... Have Jimmy Woods in their custody, and then, but Jimmy is only Corey and Nick's half brother.
0: I, I think yes. Nick is actually yes. from Nick
2: and J- Corey are Bo Bridges' sons from his I don't second think marriage.
0: Is, I don't think that Nick is. I think Nick, the old Christian Slater, is the yeah. older brother. I think he is from a previous marriage. Okay, and
1: yes. Yeah, that's For, what it is. From it's,
0: after him, every child is a a full sibling between Christine and Bo Bridges.
1: Well, no, because
2: because uh, no, Jimmy's his half brother, isn't he?
1: Yeah. Uh, Fred Savage call is like having an argument with Bo Bridges in uh their kitchen and says, "Why? Because he's our half brother?" And then like gets mad. And yeah. Oh,
2: so no. it is okay. So okay. it is confusing, it's right? Kind of it's so not just me. Now.
1: It's very yeah. much a focus tested 1980s non-nuclear but still very white family
0: yeah everybody is extremely white
1: extremely
0: extremely white
1: there's a lot of white in this movie so we get a we get a confusing time skip of jump to the uh woods kitchen where beau bridges has uh ruined a casserole (laughs) in an attempt to provide a home-cooked meal yep. for his two sons, Nick uh, and Corey. Nick, of course. Dads can't cook. Dads yep. can't cook. This is established 1980s lore. Uh, Nick played by Christian Slater and uh, Corey played by Fred Savage. This is a, a Wonder Gears era Fred Savage, so Christian yeah. Slater is still pretty young here. This is um, a
2: uh, Christian Slater hot off the legend of Billy Jean and Heathers. Oh, uh, is this, a- this? Although, wait, after is this he- pre or post? It's the same year really yeah. big year for Christian yeah. Slater. Heathers, yeah, this is uh this is like a, almost a year cuz Heathers is January and this is December. So this is a post Heathers Christian Slater, which is deranged to me yeah. that yeah. this is after Heathers because in Heathers he plays like this psychopath, like this hot psychopath with like, with a gun who encourages um What's her name? To kill everybody. Winona Ryder. <laughs> Winona Ryder to just kill people. And it's. Wait, is that what rules. that movie's
1: about? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I've never seen Heather's. But oh, it's, it's a, very it's good. A, the box it's art yeah. For yeah. Heather's does not impart that story.
2: Uh, yeah, no, it's about a couple of high schoolers like killing a lot of people. Wow. Okay. Um, but uh, which, but yeah, um, that... so this is kind of uh, Heather's era, but before sort of the, the trouble. The troubles, for <laughs> yes. Uh, so he has his whole life ahead of him at this point.
1: Yeah, and uh, and he does a good job of pulling off like a, a a semi like an implied delinquent, but still good at heart teen.
0: Yeah, he, he's teen. he's run off with dad's car, and he's been drinking. Yes, so we have. We have uh, some fights, uh, you know, momentarily here. Yeah, so uh, He's fighting with dad.
1: Yeah, so we we get uh, dad asks Bo Bridges asks like why is why was there mud all over the truck? And it's implied that that Jim that uh, Corey and Nick snuck out with the truck so that they could go see Jimmy, uh, who apparently like they have to be in charge of that. Like Bo Bo straight up says that like making decisions about Jimmy's future is not his responsibility because Christine has full custody. And at this point, even though it's 14 seconds after the previous scene, Jimmy has already <laughs> been moved into a home. And, uh, yeah, uh, Corey, uh, yells at his dad about not caring about Jimmy and storms out. And this is where we get, uh, maybe my favorite shot in the whole movie of they're kind of like folksy, but run down sort of house. Um, yeah. And Corey and Nick arguing on, like Nick tries to stop Corey from running off, and Corey's like, "What do you care anyway?" And Corey is wearing a plain t-shirt with a plaid button-up shirt over it, and the plaid shirt is open. Nick is wearing a plain t-shirt with a plaid button-up shirt, and the button over it, and the button-up shirt is open. And on the clothesline in the background is an open plaid button-up shirt billowing in the wind as if to imply their missing half brother who would he be in the situation would also be wearing a plain t-shirt and button up (laughs) plaid shirt over it unbuttoned Uh, it is a beautiful shot It is. Uh, so anyway Corey uh, we get another time we get another skip to later Uh, Nick and Bo Bridges are arguing about uh, I guess Bo caught Nick drinking and he's apparently not old enough for that uh, if they establish Nick's exact age at any point in the movie, I don't, I didn't catch it. I
0: don't think so. Okay. But,
1: uh, and this is yeah. one of those scenes that like did not phase me, or, or like didn't register as a child, but as an adult is very effective. <laughs> <laughs> that he's drinking and stealing his car to drive around. That, but also like the young kid, like uh, Corey is laying on his bed in his room, just listening mm. to. Nick and Bo Bridges yell at each other mm-hmm. in a different part of the house. They're having like th- this scene, uh this what I would consider actually a very accurate portrayal of a child disassociating while his family is fighting somewhere else. Yeah. Uh that that goes down a lot less smooth as an adult than yeah. than it did as a child where I just uh sort of uh didn't really didn't really have the the lived well didn't really have the maturity of recognizing that that's what that happened, sure. was happening. Sure. Uh, or maybe I did recognize it at the time and blocked it out, so who knows? Uh, <laughs>
0: there but- are scenes, I just wanted to, uh, on that note, which, because I completely agree, I don't even remember this happening, because again, I was six mm-hmm. I, the last time I saw this movie, 30 years ago. Like, I, watching this now, and sort of recognizing the, like, genuine melodrama of some of the scenes, and... Some of the real ass feelings in some of the scenes was very jarring next to yes. the madcap comedy slash really uncomfortable comedy that ensues in the B plot of this movie, which is the creepy man. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. But next to some of the other elements of this movie and the fact that it's in you know a big Nintendo commercial, it was buck fucking wild to be sitting here listening and watching like a fairly well acted melodramatic scene of which there are several like with good actors who are not bad at this basically like sitting there watching that. I was like, what the fuck is this movie? (laughs) Like, How did they put this together?
1: Yeah. The tonal shifts in this film are all over the place. And that's another thing that like, as a kid I didn't really grasp. I couldn't really grasp. And as an adult, it seems very obvious. Uh, There's a scene later where, what the fuck is Bo ca- character's name? I can't keep calling him Bo
0: <laughs> Is it Sam?
1: Every character Sam, in yes. this name has like
2: a single syllable or like two syllable name that it's Sam, Nick, Corey,
0: <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy.
2: Yeah, just like interchangeable. Just like yeah. also the fact
1: that Corey's character is called Corey. Like
0: it's so frustrating. Come I on, know. folks. Come
1: oh, on. What, what else was he? Was he Corey in the Wonder Years too? Is that where uh, he was Corey?
0: I think so.
2: No, you know what? Um, oh God, what am I thinking of? No, you know what? I'm just getting confused. It just confuses me because whenever I think of Fred Savage, I also think of the Coreys.
0: Yes, that's what it is. You
2: know, because they're contemporary. So like your oh
1: right, his uh, name was Kevin. Kevin, yeah, on the one like, of
2: like your your Corey Feldman's and your yes. um your Corey Hames.
0: I I did the same thing. It did that to me. And I was like, which Corey's in this movie? Which Corey is it? And there isn't. But I I could have sworn there was a Corey. There
2: isn't one. one. Yeah. There isn't one. Um, But they were sort of contemporary, uh, you know, late
1: 80s boy actors. Yeah. He was on an episode of Boy Meets World entitled Everybody Loves Stewart. Fred Savage was? Yes. And would you like to guess the name of the character that Fred Savage played? Uh, was it Corey? It was Stewart. Was it Stewart? It's
0: Stewart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, um, Sam. Yes, Sam is Boatbridge's Bridges. Uh, so it, there's a scene later in the film where Sam and Nick are like sharing a bed in a rundown motel because it's all they can afford because they're they're off looking for Corey and Jimmy, who spoilers run away and. There's like a good, like it's a, it's an effective portrayal of a father and his son trying to communicate and not knowing how to do that. And mo- mostly Bowbridge is not knowing how to open up to his son who is trying to make like a human connection with him. And this is one of those, this is one of those scenes where video games serve as a, uh, as a distraction from uh, life's problems, but we'll get there. But so yeah. Corey, while while his brother and dad are fighting, Corey sneaks out and has. Uh, oh yeah, no Danielle, say yeah. this, say this. This I is figured a,
0: yeah. it out. I'm sorry. No, I this I, is well, We passed this point, but I I know exactly what happened, and I did the same thing. It's it's Ben Savage plays Ben Corey. Savage
2: plays Corey on in B- Boy, in Boy
0: Meets World, yeah, which Boy is Meets just World. the one of are siblings.
2: Later. Yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> just too many Corys. Too much in the house. Corey. Cory's in the house, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. a different thing.
1: No, that's the same. It's a, it's that's a the same universe. Thing. Yeah. universe.
2: Uh, it's my favorite uh, Game Boy game. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. Why wasn't that in this movie? <laughs> that's
1: a good question.
0: <laughs> well, yeah.
1: Why wasn't Cory in the house one of the many, many featured games of The Wizard?
2: I mean, uh, possibly the, the, because Kyle Massey had not been born yet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that's not it. I mean, <laughs> no kyle massey like cory has always existed it's like oh, a, that's it's true like, it's like a doctor who thing in every know,
2: generation like, there is a cory
1: yeah like kyle massey yes. is like the fifth cory
2: like the slayer <laughs> right yep. yeah there's yeah. a
1: slayer yep i'm trying to think about who uh who cory's watcher would be anyway
2: uh yeah. mr feeney
1: Oh yeah, of course, (laughs) of course, Mister Feeny (laughs) is the washer. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay, so uh, Corey has the address of the home for for uh, what? How do you? How would you even describe what this place is? Like,
2: it's very unclear.
1: Yeah, but they're like very
2: vague about it. I think even the movie movie doesn't really know. They're, yeah, they're just like, uh, and also, wow, what's the time gap between them deciding to just, like, give their child away to the state and then the state being like, yeah, mm, thank you. Unclear. Like, right? Unclear. It seems really quick. Is it that easy? I mean, I guess, yeah, like, there is some really terrible, it's very easy for people to sort of dispose of uh, their family members uh, for ableist reasons in this country, but.
0: yeah.
1: Uh
2: wow, well, I don't even know what's happening in this movie at so, this point. Yeah,
1: so Corey sneaks off to go to and heads to the home for bothersome affected children that Jimmy yeah. has been sent to. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> uh, troubled uh, children. <laughs> yeah, troubled children. Uh, he he uh, he is very obviously ready to run away because he's got a large backpack that's filled to the brim. There's a canteen hanging from it. He's got a <laughs> totally kick-ass Nash. Like asymmetrical Nash skateboard, yep. um, and a baseball cap, which is when a kid has a backpack and a baseball cap. Yeah, that's movie code for I'm running away. <laughs> and so he sneaks in, uh, he finds Jimmy watching uh, what appears to be like Wild Kingdom or something <laughs> on a black and white television alone in a room, and uh, asks Jimmy if he would want to, if he wants to go to California. And now California, I should have mentioned earlier, is where Jimmy was trying to walk to when he was found earlier mm-hmm. in this film. And Jimmy has part of part of the post-traumatic stress disorder that Jimmy is suffering from ostensibly is he has a fixation on building things and he has a fixation on California. And that's like yes. one of the only yeah, words
2: someone... that he ever
1: says. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yep. Jimmy
2: is not, like, I, I think we should be clear, Jimmy is not a character in this movie. He has no. a walking plot device. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Jimmy is his, this movie's sort his, Yeah, his problems are kind of whatever the movie needs them to be at that particular point. Whether right. it's, yeah. like, being kind of, like, antisocial or just being obsessed with building things. Uh, and it's there's really no, this isn't a depiction of a child with PTSD or no. autism or anything. Yes. It's yeah, ju- it's, it's definitely clear. just like, uh, I don't know. Uh, what if we made rain man, but it was about video
0: games. That's like yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's yeah. It's, it's, uh, we're stressing that they say that Jimmy has PTSD and that's what his problem is. But the act, yeah, like he's just an amalgam of, Various mental health symptoms from disparate issues uh, crammed into a what, like six year old boy? I'm he's gonna guess. fucking Dewey, Malcolm in the middle, out looking. Okay. But
2: yeah.
0: He, he's
1: supposed to Little be nine, but he does not look nine. Yeah, uh, he's
0: supposed to be nine, and Corey's supposed to be 13.
1: Okay. Well, neither of those seem correct.
0: Yeah, they both seem wildly off yeah I, it, the weird the bizarre thing here one of the only things I remembered uh, from this movie other than of course bad you know the things everybody remembers um, you know the the finale basically and the uh, the power glove was the very opening scene and the cop being like, my wife wants to go to California. I remembered it like distinctly from being six because I was like, oh, his wife wants to go to California. Why don't they go to California? I had like, I was fixated on this for years. (laughs) Like that's what I think of when I think of this movie. I actually had, I I promise this is a quick aside. I had this call recently. I had a, a little boy who, Rode the subway all the way to the end of the subway, and he kept saying like the name of a place, like he was a patient that I had recently, which was so weird to like kind of see this again in a movie. I had to take him to like the pediatric ER until his his parents came to pick him up. But it was like it was like the same kind of thing was going on. Like this this child was really fixated on going to Forest Hills, and like he, that's all he wanted to talk about was Forest Hills. And it was like, okay, buddy, like we're just gonna take you to the peds ER and hope your parents don't let you out of their sight again. <laughs> so it was like,
1: that's scary and
0: interesting. He was okay. He was totally fine. It was just one of those
1: weird calls. Gosh, good job, Danielle.
0: Thanks. You know, I do my best. <laughs> uh, do I, you know, I try to be a hero every day. Uh, and uh, sometimes people want to move to California. Did
1: boat fine. bridges beat the shit out of your car with a shovel in response? Uh, no, to you I mean, helping thank
0: God. Okay. Yeah. So we really need to weird. talk
2: about this because, okay, I think we can, we can speed up a little
1: bit because, yeah, um, sorry, I'm, basically, I'm getting, I'm getting bogged down.
2: So what happens is uh, they, bounce. they bounce and then Christine and Mr. Bateman are like, also I love that he's Mr. Bateman. Like he doesn't get a name. Nope. <laughs> like, uh, they're like, we're going to hire someone to bring our child home. And it's like, that seems perfectly sensible. Uh, and then it's like, and then they're like, Oh, is he going to bring home Corey too? And then they're just like, no, because we're I'm an asshole for no reason. I'm Mr. Bateman. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um <laughs> the stepdad, the stepdad. I'm American psycho. I'm the Mr. evil Bateman. stepdad. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he's okay. standing yeah. in he's standing in the way of a unified nuclear family and is therefore so, the enemy.
2: yeah, no, it's true. And the bounty hunter, Mr. Putnam. Oh. Uh God. let's talk about uh Will Seltzer as uh Will Seltzer as Mr. Putnam, not really a big uh <sighs> a big actor, but he did audition for the part of Luke Skywalker in star Wars. Wow. And was really? George Lucas's what second God. choice. Oh my God! Luke Skywalker could have been this guy. Did he um, have the same
1: glasses? Uh,
2: well, it, it would have been probably about 20 years earlier. So I kind of, um, well, but, uh, so, okay. Gosh, this, this guy's guy. job. He's so, a bounty th- hunter. First of all, this is not what a bounty hunter is. No. Um, that a bounty hunter is not this.
1: Uh, this is there, like there is no bounty that has been placed <laughs> on, by a federal authority, <laughs> on dead
2: or alive, yeah. for Corey Woods. Uh, so his job is to track down runaway children. That seems perfectly reason that you're basically a private investigator mm-hmm. whose job is to track down runaways. And yet, he is treated as a villain in this movie because, from the kid's perspective, he's trying to take Jimmy back to the home, which, like, fair. But also, uh, Bo Bridges just fucking destroys this man's car. It's the (laughs) best scene in the movie. Okay. So, (laughs) this man is just trying to do his job and and bring home this kid who is in the company of his brother who is, like, maybe four years older than him. Mm Mm-hmm. And they are just on their own. Oh, don't forget about Haley Brooks. Well, yeah, right. We don't, yeah. So they, they tie a team. They like team up with this, uh, with, uh, uh, what's her name? Jenny Lewis. Jenny Lewis. And then concoct a scheme to get Jimmy to the Video Armageddon Championships in California to win them $50,000. That's sort of the whole central plot of the movie that no one ever really remembers because it's so boring. It's so <laughs> but this yeah. man is just trying to do his job, okay? And here is here is a small list of the things that happened to him. <laughs> um, his car is rammed by Bo Bridges' mm-hmm. truck. Bo Bridges smashes out his, uh, his headlights with a shovel. To be fair, though, this is after he... Uh, slashes Bo Bridges' tires. So like, he did yeah. do that. That was the one bad thing he did. And that was, I guess, because he was like, oh, if the dad finds them first, then I don't get paid. Yes, yes. Um, he, does, that is- he
0: does, like, threaten him at, at first. Okay, he true.
2: threatens him a yeah. little bit. And then a child falsely accuses him of molesting her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jenny, he Lewis is, later in the film. Jenny Lewis falsely accuses him twice. Because one yep. time she does it with the cops, and uh, he's sort of taken away, and his attempt to capture Jimmy's foiled by that. And then she tells her friends who are truckers, adult men truckers, that he did this, and he has the fucking shit kicked out of him by like four truckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, because uh, Jenny Lewis's dad is a trucker. Who and, does not
1: appear in this film. Right. He doesn't exist. He may
2: be dead, maybe a ghost. I, I don't no think one's quite he sure. Exists. And, yeah. and, and uh, so like yeah.
1: so like every trucker from coast to coast knows who she is and acts mm-hmm. as like a a network of safety, like a network of trucker fathers who provide yeah. safety and nourishment and transportation for her.
2: Yes. She has like 17 dads, and That's they will nice. yeah. uh gamble for her mm-hmm. in a casino. And they will uh, beat up uh, some man for her. Look, and, sometimes uh,
1: a family is 17 truckers, a casino, and one look, teenage girl.
2: Listen, <laughs> here's the thing. If you had told me that this guy did that, I would be like, oh, I 100% believe that. Yes. Look at him. Yes, Uh yes. Listen to him talk. Yeah, he did that. But he didn't actually do it. He doesn't get within like five feet of her in this movie. Uh, and... Uh, his car yeah did I mention that his car is destroyed he just sort of goes through it and he doesn't get paid at the end either
1: no uh, which is great
2: it it's great and he is really excited that the child that he was tracking the whole movie that has caused him so many woes is doing good at a video game uh, <laughs> yeah, he's at the super end there to it Honestly? i know that kid uh so yeah kind of a kind of a a, a bum do you rap, think a bum rap for him?
1: How much damage do you think this movie did by instilling the idea into adolescent minds that women can utilize their weaponize their bodies against men in mm-hmm. this way?
0: Yeah, that's oh, not, to like, not great.
1: Well, that like, yeah, regardless I of whether know. the idea that so regardless here's where of she whether gets whether it I'm from. You, okay,
0: I can pinpoint the moment she like gets some toxic ideas about femininity. Because when they first meet her at the bus station, and also this oh, is the scene yes. where we first learn about Jimmy. Yes, she's reading a Cosmopolitan. Oh yeah, <laughs> that has a headline: "Does sex exist after marriage?"
2: Yeah, I remember that because it's like very noticeable. Um, she's like
0: twelve, and she's like reading Cosmo sex tips. So I think like her warped ideas about sex and sexuality just come from her reading Cosmo. Oh, for That's sure. What yeah, it is. I
2: mean yeah. to be fair, like. She's just playing the system well in this movie. Like it's just like, oh, this bounty hunter guy is going to capture my meal ticket and (gasps) cheat me out of fifty thousand dollars. So what can I? It's like, yeah, you don't yell fire, you yell rape, right? And um,
0: she might be the true gamer. Good for her. Yeah,
2: (laughs) she is the true gamer because she games the system. She
0: games the system. That's what it is. Yeah. So at this
1: train station where we meet her is is also like Danielle said where. Uh, Jimmy plays his very first video game, which appears to be a stand-up arcade. <laughs> is it his arc-
2: first one? Because or, or Corey owned an NES,
1: but then it was broken or something? Yeah, yeah. I don't think Jimmy has ever played it, because they don't live together, right? Oh, yeah. And so, uh, so he puts quarters in the machine, and then puts Jimmy's, like, Jimmy doesn't know what to do with the arcade cabinet, and he puts his, Corey puts his hands on it and says, you know, play! And then goes <laughs> and tries to buy train tickets to California. This does not work out.
0: With twenty-seven dollars. Yeah,
1: twenty-seven dollars. Uh and this appears to be an arcade cabinet for bad dudes. Uh, because every video game in this game is a Nintendo game. They're all NES originals. Uh, and they appear at every given opportunity. Uh oh, yeah. shortly after this, we get a scene where the kids are eating like Eating food in a diner, and the tape—the diner table that they're at—is one of those cocktail video game mm-hmm. machines, oh, yeah. uh, which has Ninja Gaiden in it. I don't think that ever existed. I don't think there was ever a right. diner in America that had that table <laughs> had Ninja right. Gaiden built into them. <laughs> well, these merit are all... did they have those in, ca- in Canada?
2: Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, they're all PlayChoice tens, right? They're not. Um, oh, is that what this just is? N- okay. Yeah, you okay. can see his shots of them in when they go to that arcade later on that looks like a casino, I think it's in Reno. Yes. Um, they're playing play Choice 10s, which were arcade machines that Nintendo put out um, in the late 80s, I think. Uh, and these were like some of the last arcade things that they did. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they were basically like, you would put money in and uh, you just have like a set amount of time to play a bunch of different NES games. Okay. Like it wasn't like um you know you had so many lives or whatever. It was just like you could just keep going for like five or ten minutes or something.
1: There uh, are uh there's an arcade here in Austin that runs kind of like a a DIY version of those yeah. with uh PlayStation fours in them for oh, right. uh console only fighting games.
2: Huh. So that people That's can cool.
1: can play like, you know, Mortal Kombat Eleven or whatever in an arcade setting, which is neat.
2: Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, play, I've, I've played a Play Choice time before. They have them, they're still around at, like, you know, barcades and stuff. Right? Um, yeah. They're kind of weird, because it's like, okay, well, why would you want to play an NES game? Uh, like, at the time, it sort of made sense, because you could try a bunch of different things, but mm-hmm. now it's like, well, I want to play an arcade game. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so you could play Ninja Gaiden in the arcade, and um, the whole thing about score or whatever, like, does kind of make sense, because it's, like, how far you would be able to get in the amount of time that you had okay uh on the coins not just like did you actually
1: beat the game or level or whatever so yeah they're headed to reno for video game armageddon correct to california to california
0: yeah universal studios right Hollywood.
1: right yeah reno <laughs>
2: is where uh Haley is from she's on her way back there when That's they meet right. her That's and right. then they do get there on the way um do we know where they start they're in Utah. Somewhere
0: in Utah. Utah,
2: yes, yeah. because Jimmy's from the great
0: state of Utah. <laughs> <laughs> he sure is. And uh, and along the way, importantly, uh, I think it's before Reno, we get the other scene that I remembered besides the finale, which of course is the infamous It's So Bad the Power Glove. Yes. That's yes, all the I know. Power knew about Glove of yeah. Lucas. Yep. Da-
1: Danielle, yep, yep. walk us through Lucas and the power glove, please.
0: You know, it starts with uh, the the kids are at an arcade, they're playing something really well, and another kid sees them playing well. There's also thugs, and that will come into play later, but they're not that important. Uh, and a little kid is like, eh, he's good, but you can't beat Lucas, which of course means we have to meet Lucas, who is like coded as like the coolest kid in mm-hmm. the world. Even though- He's a real stranger That things. He's cool, yeah, he's extremely, yeah, that's his vibe. He's got the hair. Uh, I believe The Right Stuff is playing at some point during, uh, of course, um, the infamous New Kids on the Block song, The Right Stuff is playing. I'm not sure if it's during Lucas's time, but I associate it with Lucas. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whichever way, take that with a grain of salt. It is on the soundtrack. And he introduces them uh, to the fact that he has 78 games, apparently all 78 games. I'm not sure if that was the Nintendo library at the time. And then he comes out and he has like a box that he keeps the power glove in and he opens the box with great ritual really he puts it on the way that boxers put on like boxing gloves like they makes these small adjustments he he makes it look really cool and then he plays a racing game Rad Racer with Red Racer which it really is Rad what Lucas Wait, is. no that's
2: Rich Racer sorry right
0: <laughs> Rad Racer <laughs> Rad he plays the game and Lucas gets uh not Lucas Jimmy gets upset and it's implied that he lost some kind of competition. I don't remember him even playing. Jimmy play gets it. scared. He gets scared, he... I guess, of the badness. Yeah,
1: Because because he's, I think, like, maybe the implication is that Jimmy doesn't understand how Lucas is controlling a video game without touching anything. It's very oh. weird. It's a weird scene. Okay. It's, um, it's strange.
0: And there's some politics with our three main kids because... Uh, our our buddy Corey here gets like weirdly possessive over the girl Mm -hmm. over uh, Jenny Lewis and Mm -hmm. puts his arm around her and he's like don't use your power glove on her like he makes (laughs) some like fucking wildly sexual remark that is just so fucking stupid and out of place he's
1: in he's intimidated by Lucas being a cooler older boy yeah yeah. and is worried with a power glove with a power power glove glove. yeah yes
0: yeah exactly
2: uh (sighs) So just just an aside on the Power Glove. Please. Uh, for those who don't know, Power Glove is an NES accessory uh, from the 1980s that purported to allow you to October
1: 1989. So the Power Glove came out uh, two months before this movie did.
2: So this movie is also an ad for the Power Glove, in addition to Super Mario Brothers <laughs> 3 and a whole host of other Super or of Nintendo Entertainment System games. The uh, Power Glove uh, allows you in big quotes there, to control games with movements of your hand, um, you think that, oh, there's a keypad, there's a thing on it, so you're just controlling, you're just typing in on your wrist, right? No, um, there were different codes that you would put in for every game, which would then basically map button inputs onto different gestures. So, like, the idea was, you know, you would jump by moving your hand up, or, like, in Ridge Racer, you would drive by, like, tilting it. And for some games, it kind of worked (laughs) uh and in most games it just doesn't work at all Uh, and it was in the period where uh it was sort of the in the heyday it's sort of i don't know like to me an emblem of just the hubris of nintendo accessories in the 80s because uh this was around the time that we also got things like um the interactor Uh, Oh, oh, no, no, that was the the Sega. That was the Sega
1: Interactor, right? Uh, You Um, you might be thinking of the Sega Activator?
2: uh, Yes, yeah, the Sega, no, I was thinking of- The um,
0: Octagon
2: thing? No, uh, there's a a VR type thing that looks like a battleship board, and you move your hand in front of
1: it. Right, yes, God, what was that thing? That was a Nintendo thing. That was another Nintendo, that was an early Nintendo motion activator. Uh, It was called-
2: Uh, Oh, shit, I don't know. Okay, I have a list of all of the fucking (laughs) accessories released for the NES right here. Um, uh, We'll cut this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I know, there was all kinds of stuff. So there was like the Roland rocker, which was supposed to be like, it was kind of like an early balance board where you like tilted to move there's an avgn episode on all this stuff the u-force is the thing that i was thinking
0: u-force.
2: of uh most of these weren't made by nintendo specifically mm-hmm. but uh they all came out for the nes because companies were just like oh we can just sell people shit for their nes and um and they'll
1: buy it and people they'll will buy just it. buy things for this thing it's fucking crazy have you guys yeah. seen
2: this yeah the you just put love, out a thing for this uh, and people buy it the power what? glove was made by Mattel too, uh, right, right, so right. I
1: forget. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's so easy to forget that the power glove was not an official Nintendo product because it is so closely associated. Yeah, well, it
2: was officially licensed. Okay, it, the Nintendo didn't make it though. Right.
1: Interesting.
2: Um, when did Would, Rob come out? Because Rob was right around this time too.
1: Rob was. I thought Rob was available at launch because Rob yeah, was Yeah, that's
2: of, true. Rob was way earlier. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Rob was part of their effort to trick people into thinking that the NES wasn't video games. It was games.
2: a toy. Yeah, yeah. No. Hey guys, no. This isn't video games. We know how much every like imagine in, in 19 like 85 when Nintendo releases uh all this stuff, and they're like, this isn't a video game. We know that you all hate video games a lot. <laughs> we know that everyone hates video games and thinks that they suck and they're a bad thing, and no one plays them or buys them anymore. So, this is a toy robot mm-hmm. with the thing that you connect to your TV. But it's not a video
1: game. No, it's a toy robot. That's why, It's that's a toy why, robot. That's why the box is uh, very plain and square, and why, uh, see, these are roughly the same size as a VHS tape. And you kind of put mm-hmm. it into the thing like a like you put a tape into a VCR. You're from, you're comfortable with that, right? You know that, right? <laughs> you know that, right? It's See, so weird. It's, it's so
2: wild to think of just like that being an era when Nintendo was like, oh fuck, how are we gonna sell video games in America? <laughs> right? Like everyone hates these things.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Atari. <gasps>
2: Thanks Atari. Thanks Et. It's <laughs> oh,
1: <that's laughs> his w- fault. Yeah. Real quick before we we move back to the movie, would you like a little bit of information about the completely uh, ingenious way that they made the power glove "quote unquote" work? Uh, yeah. yeah, I would love that. This is from the Wikipedia entry for the power glove. There are two ultrasonic speakers in the glove, and three ultrasonic microphones around the TV monitor. The ultrasonic speakers mm-hmm. take turn transmitting a short burst of 40 kilohertz sound, and the system measures the time it takes for the sound to reach the microphones. A triangulation calculation is performed to determine the XYZ location of each of the two speakers, which receives the yaw and roll of the hand. The only dimension it cannot calculate is the pitch of the hand, since the hand can pitch without moving the location of the two ultrasonic speakers. Mm. So it this is a sound <laughs> it's version. Incredible. It's a sound version of how the Wiimote works. It's kind of, but it's
0: also just
2: doing a gyroscope, basically.
1: Yeah, it's a sound gyroscope.
2: Like, it's just like the most backwards-ass way of making this thing work. And yeah, you had to put things on your TV to get it to work, too. It was a whole fucking deal. Um, And compared to the Zapper, where you just could use, you could just plug in a Zapper and use it. Yeah, you just shoot Um, the TV. It's deranged that this was, yeah. Anyway, it failed. Um, also, yeah, they stopped making it a year later. <laughs> also, uh, Jackie Vincent, uh, who played Lucas, turned out to be a child molester. So not very oh, fun or funny or I good. I did not know um, that. Um,
0: that's not great
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's on the New York sex offenders list. So wow.
0: That's bad. Well, then. That's really yeah.
1: Only one from this movie, huh? Uh, as far as I know. I hope I get. Yeah. Yeah. The, the
0: lower that number the better really. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: you want yeah. you want as few registered sex offenders uh retroactively or house. otherwise yeah. in your films yeah. as yeah. possible. Yeah. typically That's for typically. Damn sure. So after-
0: now this is a, a it's not related to that. It's it's a much uh, nicer thought, but do you think that the gentleman who played uh the uh guy who was, you know, unfairly accused of such things? Uh, oh, Putnam and, you know, the, the the bounty, bounty hunter, hunter for children. Will do you think that he ever thinks about? Well, what if it was? What if I was Luke Skywalker and their places were like? Oh, definitely.
1: Swapped? Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. It's haunted him his entire life. Uh, <coughs> uh,
2: this just in: his Star Wars audition is on YouTube. What? Oh my god!
1: So uh, I'm <gasps> dropping that.
0: Yes, please.
1: Oh my goodness. Oh, my, oh
0: my god, yes please. Do you think that Mark Hamill Is this like you Hamill, love to see
1: an episode just for this video now. <laughs>
0: Honestly, do you think that Mark Hamill in this universe where they parallel exchange, mm-hmm. Mark Hamill would be in the Wizard?
1: Oh, yeah. He is yeah, in yeah. this role. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, undoubtedly. Oh my god. I think Mark Hamill would be a would actually probably be a really great creepy bounty hunter. Actually, like like sex yeah. pest bounty hunter. Mark Hamill would oh, no. kick ass at that.
0: <laughs> well, wow. good job. Wow, uh, well, this is I guess
1: very weird.
0: This is this is wild to see. This is absolutely wild to see. Yeah, God, he he just has such a different energy to the role of the whiny boy in the Star War in the first Star War. It's so different. Um, I guess. <laughs> uh, I guess we should mention. That eventually, throughout all their adventures, they go to Universal Studios Hollywood, which I also did not remember. Also, mm-hmm. these, pe- these children don't have to pay admission or have parents with them to no. go to one of the most expensive mm-hmm. theme parks in the world. Although, to be fair and to be honest, theme parks of this nature, you know, the super premium theme parks were not quite as obscenely expensive to go to. Like, your kind of average family could afford to go. The inflation has just been yeah, absolutely... Uh, Ins obscene on those kinds of prices. But anyway, that made me laugh that, oh, they're at Universal Studios. And so this is not only a a commercial for Nintendo and every product Nintendo has ever made, but Mm -hmm. also it's a commercial for Universal Studios.
1: Yeah, it's really- Uh, Oh, go ahead. ahead. No, sorry. It's a really incredible amount of, it's not quite like Mac and Me levels of product placement. It's like a (laughs) tiny little bit more subtle than the product placement in Mac and Me. Sure. No one is physically kept alive by drinking (laughs) (laughs) Coca-Cola.
0: Right, right, right. At least not on camera.
1: We don't know what Lucas does in his free time.
0: We will need to do that movie at some point for real, real. Yes. Like we've mentioned it a couple of times, I feel like. But yeah, it, it's that one's that one's on the short list.
1: There's no, an alternate actually. universe where Mac and Me was the first episode of You Love to See It. Mm, yeah.
0: Not too far off. Yeah, so, that universe is only a couple couple down.
1: Yeah. Like.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, their their plan here is to have him win yes. to prove that he is good at video games and thus should not be institutionalized, which is right. to me just like. A just wild, truly does not wild hold plan. water. Truly but outrageous.
0: child thinking though? That is child thinking, too. Like, yeah. Work in terms of like, yeah, that's something a thirteen-year-old who loves Nintendo would probably fucking think was correct.
1: Yeah, right. and and as they're so they're hitchhiking to Universal Studios so that they can participate in Video Armageddon. Uh, they are using. Uh, Haley and Corey decide to use. Jimmy's uh, incredible ability at playing games to uh, fleece businessmen along their along their trip. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's just, my uh, favorite just... thing
2: is when instead of playing teens, they just play some straight up fifty year old businessmen who are like, "Yeah, I'm pretty good at this video game."
1: Yeah, they, <laughs> and then... they just run pool shark scams on like guys in business suits.
2: <laughs> right, uh, and that's like a lot of the movie. And then in the background, we basically just have. Uh, Nick and Sam just like driving, and then mm-hmm. Sam starts getting addicted to NES
1: games. Right, because and, uh, Nick brought the Corey's NES Nick for brought some reason. The NES for it some was reason in and the truck fixed already it somehow. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. And uh,
2: Sam gets addicted to uh, Ninja Turtles, yes. and he says that he fi- found the scroll weapon, which Nick is kind of impressed by. Mm-hmm. And then later on, he is addicted to uh, the Legend of Zelda, and like. You know, all of this might be more, uh, might be less upsetting if it weren't for the fact that they were looking for their missing children. Yeah. <laughs> like at any other time, I think this would be fine and kind of endearing. But the fact that his mind is just unraveling, um, because of the the wonders of High Rule, it's like time and place.
1: Bo Bridges, come on! Like, <laughs> and, and video games are destroying your brain. Once, once Bo Bridges uncovers video games and this is right after that scene that I talked about earlier where like Nick tries to open up like Nick tries to make a real connection with Sam Mm -hmm. and Sam like doesn't know how to handle it and so Nick gets frustrated and goes outside and gets the NES out of the truck and plugs it in and then plays it until Bo has fallen asleep then we get the next morning where Nick wakes up and Sam is playing Ninja Turtles and he's farther the than
2: water level.
1: Yeah, the water level. Infinous and
2: he's screaming. Level. He's just like,
0: you can just walk over it. You can just. Walk? <laughs> you can just walk over it. Yeah, you know that's another thing that happened to be in 1989, and I remember it really well.
2: Did you the Ninja just that
0: fucking thing did, that you, can did walk you have walk over a problem? that fucking portal? <laughs> I had a problem. I could never get past that because I walk never over walked it. over it.
1: You can just walk Fuck. over it, Danielle.
0: I did it like once, and I didn't know how I did it. I must have jumped in like the perfect way.
1: Uh, Well, see, if if you called the Nintendo Power Hotline.
0: Oh my Christ. How much of
2: their money do you think they spend on this? Because they're on the Nintendo Power Line getting advice for literally every
1: NES game. It had to have been like, in all of their money, right? It
2: had to have been all of their yeah. money, right? Like, they get to California, and then they're just like, we're just gonna be on the phone with this man who is like, all right, just keep him talking, Bill. Just keep him talking. Then you can pay <laughs> off the car. no, like, <laughs>
1: yeah, wait, hold on. So, uh-huh. So, the Nintendo, <laughs> so, okay. so the Nintendo Power Hotline <laughs> is run by a man named Bill who receives well, no, a commission. Uh, yeah, Bill Trinan. Bill, Bill Trinan is Trini- uh-huh. Trin- uh-huh. the Nintendo Power Hotline, and he receives a commission... For the amount of time that he keeps children on the phone, and he's using this to pay off his loan?
2: yeah, absolutely. Okay,
1: I just want to make sure that we get the the yeah. It's per minute.
2: It's per minute, minute, so I have to assume that they're getting a commission or something on this. You know,
1: you know, has got to be top of the board. Has anybody done that journalism to find out what one hundred
2: percent it's been
1: done to find the pay structure of
2: the? There's a definitely like a kill screen piece from like ten years ago (laughs) about we spoke to. you know, ex Nintendo power cancelers about how they scammed kids out of their parents' money. Wow. Um, <laughs> call now. I mean, there's, there's no internet, right? Yeah, and do uh, do? she, although what she do does that say guides? at one point, I got these power magazines to get, it's like, they're called Nintendo yes! power. Okay. We, you're already making a Nintendo ad. Just call it Nintendo power. They are so
1: careful to not say the word Nintendo anywhere in this movie though. Mm. What? Like you I just don't say
0: video game. Which is brilliant marketing, yeah, actually. Yeah, that's TV. true.
1: It is. Yeah. And I don't know because there were weird ads about not ads. There were weird laws about like product placement and commercials mm-hmm. happening at the same time. Like they couldn't show commercials for Transformers during Transformers the cartoon. Those
2: were for mostly for TV, though. I
1: think. Okay. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know if any of that has anything to do with. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. It, it is interesting that, like, nobody ever says the Nintendo Entertainment System available now for $199.99. They just call them video games. And, like, it's immense in the public consciousness that a video game is a Nintendo game. Yeah. That there is no yeah. difference. And that which it was it's a Nintendo, point, yeah. Kind of. yeah. It's a Nintendo, I mean,
0: I, at least in the popular imagination. I call oh, it do you a have the, Nintendo. Oh, do you have
2: the Sega Nintendo? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Have-
0: people actually said that. Yeah. Like, oh, do you have original. Sonic on
2: Nintendo? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, you have Nintendo Sonic, which you know, it would take until the GameCube for that to become a reality, mm-hmm. but it did eventually. Mm-hmm. I, I just I want to mention one thing uh, about that scene that you were mentioning as well, uh, Jordan, mm-hmm. about the uh, again, the melodramatic scene of of a father and son attempting to connect. now, this is a missed opportunity for me because I have this theory uh in movies especially, but also kind of in real life, but I think it's a life imitates art kind of thing that Americans, especially uh, like white American men, only feel comfortable talking about their feelings if they're driving. They're on a road trip yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a very easy. They could have played this scene differently. I know the whole point of the scene was just to put more Nintendo in it, but like, it just feels like such a missed opportunity. That's the only time that like white dudes in movies ever talk about their fucking feelings.
1: <laughs> well, there, there's something. It's true. Like, like a- they'll be like,
0: "Oh man, blah blah blah," because it's like late at night and you're driving mm-hmm. and you're with your buddy, and that's like when it's okay to talk about
1: shit. C- and crucially, you don't have to look at each other.
0: Exactly. You can look at the road right while you talk about your feelings. And
1: that there is something. Like really intrinsically in in American culture, this like intrinsic spirituality to the concept of a road trip. Yes. Uh that I think Which is in
0: this movie. Yes. Like honestly, totally. like there's some beautiful shots of America, like the American West, which it it's gorgeous. And it's actually like kind of fun to watch those parts of it. Like they go by really beautiful landscapes and desert landscapes that are beautiful in its own way. And like country fairs, and there's all this like old timey mm-hmm. stuff. And it feels like a, a very interesting connection with, like, this is a movie about video games. It's not about anything else, even though there's a family melodrama here too, but it's like old timey, happy pastimes. But really the exciting thing is California and the video games. Yes. like It's, it's a wild kind of a juxtaposition, so- but it kind of works maybe. I don't know. I guess it kind of works. We should talk about the the big finale. Yes, let's get there. Because it is exciting. So
1: we'll get there because they've gotten there. They're in California. (laughs) They're at Universal Studios. It's time for Video Armageddon, which is very clearly based on the Nintendo World Championship series. That was a real thing Mm -hmm. in real life, but they don't call it that. They call it Video Armageddon. Uh, Again, weird branding choices all all throughout this thing.
2: Uh, (laughs) I don't know if the Nintendo World Championships existed at this point. Oh, have they not done
1: that yet? I thought those were like an uh, 88, 87, 88 thing. I, Let me I, see. I
0: remember it being NES era, but that doesn't there mean it was. There were
2: contests. Yet. Oh, no, the time. you're right. It was no, 1990. It, 19, 1990 gotcha. was the first okay. one. All right, well, that um, explains
1: that then. Yeah. Somebody and, went uh, back to Nintendo Japan and said, hey, look <laughs> at hey, this. Hey, what if we did this? What if we did this, but for real? Uh, not if, the $50,000 part, in,
2: though. And in 20 years, people are going to want to buy these cartridges with a sticker cut out on them that's (laughs) Nintendo world championships for thousands of dollars
1: if we did that way more than fifty thousand dollars god i just want to point
0: out that in the wikipedia Mm -hmm. entry for this wonderful film uh in the description here about the production uh the term video game competitions just links to esports
1: (laughs) yeah which didn't exist then yet i guess
0: it didn't exist but this was esports this was kind of like these kids are basically speedrunners. yes and we have this whole like incredible like first of all the set design is absolutely amazing it's great
1: it's like what if guts was a video game show yeah what if, what if the the set designer for guts had designed nick arcade instead of whoever actually designed nick arcade
0: it's god it's so so good and we have this like showdown. Okay, so we have the semifinals, and then we have a really fun chase scene through King Kong and like some Universal Studios rides. And then, of course, there's drama. And then we get to the final three contestants, where it's Lucas, who's a piece of shit, and makes fun of him. You yeah. know, oh, it's the wizard. He's gonna whiz. <laughs> yeah, whatever, it's fine. And random girl with no name and pigtails. Uh-huh. Who, by the she way, has a is- name. what's her name?
2: Uh, it's not listed in the credits, but oh, she okay. has a name. It's like Cora or something. Let me see.
0: She is from um, California because we know she's from the great state of California. Um, she's maybe my favorite character in this entire movie because she never speaks, but she does do maybe the greatest faces in the whole of this movie because we get a lot of like incredible shots showing off. This is a commercial. This whole 10 minute mm-hmm. sequence is play 10 minutes of Super Mario Brothers 3. The reveal is like the most exciting thing in the, you know, in the entire universe. Yes. And so she just makes faces at the game. Like that's what she does. It's and it's really incredible. God bless
1: her. And yeah, the yeah. The, fi- the fin the final competition at this video game competition is to have all three people play a game that isn't out yet and see how well they do. And
2: And they're like, This isn't fair. And it's like, Well, none of you have played it. So yeah, by Sorry. definition, oh, it, yeah. Is, it is her name is Maura Grissom. Maura oh,
1: the actress Maura. or the character?
2: The character is named Maura Grissom. Okay.
0: God bless because she's she wasn't my really character. in anything
2: else, as far as I can tell. Uh, the actress's name is Marissa DeSimone.
1: Okay. Okay. Apparently, Dante uh, Basco was in it. Was, was in it? yeah In this yeah. movie, but got cut.
2: Tobey Maguire briefly in this movie, too, as Goon. Oh, he's Goon. one
0: of the thugs. He's one of the thugs. Yeah. That beats he's up one, the one of Lucas's
2: gang. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out that Lee Ehrenberg shows up as the guy who says, Ninja Gaiden. Oh uh, right. When they, they're registering, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, told a generation of kids how to pronounce Gaiden, uh, which is, is pretty cool. Because yeah, everyone would have thought it was Gaiden. Um, Lee Ehrenberg, where would you know I'm from? Uh he was the guy who stole the parking spaces on Seinfeld. Oh God. he was uh he was in Friends. Sure, sure. Uh he was in Star Trek, was in uh, of the he was a Ferengi. Who's in parts of the Caribbean is what most people will know him from, I think, okay. right? Because he's, uh, what's his name? Uh, he's Pintel. He's one of uh, Barbosa's guys. Gotcha,
0: gotcha, gotcha. Very recognizable face. Yeah. He's, he's, well, he's great in this very short but very memorable <laughs> <laughs> role. And then
2: the gates of hell open. <laughs> Yep, and Super Mario Three is revealed. Yes, yeah,
1: it is, yeah, and, it is uh, exactly that. I never thought and about this, it. The right.
2: announcer, the <laughs> announcer is just like, "Come up here, you little gremlins! Come up here, you munchkins! Get your butts up here!" And it's just like, "Who is this man?" <laughs> It's who is this <laughs> devil man it's a really <laughs>
1: bizarre like almost willy wonka but not really like
2: yeah
0: <laughs> he's kind of bowser
2: he's he kinda a little like an 80s an 80s will a new hip willy wonka for the kids
1: it's a very oh. like oh. carnival barker performance
2: yes yeah. he's like a like in pinocchio when the the man takes them to pleasure island or whatever mm-hmm. oh, right. and they turn into donkeys right um, yes very much because much like they that. smoke oh, cigars, so it's creepy. been a long time since I saw that movie. It feels yeah. like that is sort of where he he was going with his uh, acting for this. So, yeah. so uh, like, I'm going to pl- make them play Super Mario three, and then
1: they'll turn into turtles. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, God. So out
1: of the three, out of, between Jimmy and Lucas and Moira, who do y'all think wins? Moira,
0: well, I, kno- I know who wins in the. Film, I mean, but yeah. she wins so, because of her faces
2: moro makes some great faces we get a great scene that where they try to make playing a video game look exciting and no one really knew how to do that yet <laughs> they're also um, <laughs> so bad
0: at the game can we just mention briefly how bad they all are at this game yeah. well
2: okay they've never played super mario 3 before they're supposed
0: uh, to be speedrunners.
2: Speedrunning did not exist yet look the, the skills hadn't been built up yet if you took <laughs> one of these kids and placed them down today in front of a a Mario maker level, their brains will just fucking explode. They haven't adapted to today's. <laughs> yeah. You, if you, you know, it's, it's you, not fair to judge them from true. our point in history. Yeah.
1: If you it's gave, true. uh, you know, there's enough flavor blasted flavor in one Dorito to kill. a, <laughs> a <laughs> uh, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Time.
0: Fair point. Fair point.
1: Um, but yeah, Jimmy wins. God,
2: He wins. I did God, yeah. He Jimmy wins because he gets the flute and uh Yeah, he
1: knows he somehow knows how the, to find the secret. He gets flute the warp which, whistle. Even though no I one has know. ever played this game before, supposedly. Uh, he yep. gets the warp and, whistle. Uh, and, wins and wins because he
2: Yeah, and then uh it turns out that when he was saying California the whole time, he was talking about those dinosaurs.
1: The Cabazon uh, Dinosaurs. Cabazon the
2: Cabazon Dinosaurs yeah. and uh goes up and in his lunchbox he had all these pictures of his family specifically uh, specifically with his sister Jennifer who we learned we didn't talk about this I don't think she drowned while he and her were just like playing down by the river yeah it's alluded to and that's why he has
1: PTSD yeah it's alluded to several times in the film like when Mr. Bateman is talking about where Jimmy will just wander going to off the river, to he yeah. mentions the river and the and Christine the mom is like, not the river. He never goes to the river. He never goes to the river because he watched his sister die at the river and did nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so I mean So
1: his twin sister died, and that made him both uh semi-catatonic and extremely good at video games. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he retreated into a fantasy world. Yes. And so now now that they stop uh now that they stop at the Cabazon Dinosaurs, one of the photos inside the lunchbox that he has carried with him everywhere is from a previous family trip to those exact dinosaurs. And mm-hmm. he decides, and it it is revealed, Fred Savage has a heart-to-heart with Jimmy and says, is this what you meant? Is this California? Did you want to leave? Basically, did you want to leave your memory of Jennifer here at this place where like the last... Happy memory that you have of her, this family mm-hmm, trip mm-hmm. before our family unit was destroyed and before she died. And yeah. they do that, and that's the end of the movie. And
2: they leave the lunchbox there to be thrown away by the next janitor who comes along. <laughs> yes. uh, this this place also looks like fucking abandoned. It's very like Fallout. Uh, it super is in terms of just like there's no one there. No, <laughs> and uh, that feels like a lot of this movie. It's just like these kids are moving through this world that just, we're just. You're allowed. It's kind of they're on their own Pokemon adventure where <laughs> ki- children going around playing video games uh-huh. uh, is just part of society. Yeah, they're
1: getting but, money from grown adults. There's a lot of Pokemon in here.
2: Yeah. Um, also, Haley, may, like Haley
1: goes uh, with them. She's part of the family now. Yeah, her story has is, no Okay, conclusion. so
2: I have a few questions here. Her dad just is like, oh, he sent her. So it's kind of unclear. There's subtext that like maybe she is just like lying about her father Yeah, sending her home and that she has just sort of been living on her own for a while
1: now. It's implied that she's like a pathological liar, but then, (laughs) but then she also does know a trucker named Spanky and-
0: Yes. Oh, we forgot about Spanky. It's
2: true. Right. Well, that's he's the trucker who she gets to gamble for her because she knows how to do gambling because her mother had a gambling problem and that's why they live in a trailer and, um- it It is very unclear to me, like, okay, I, I think what's happened is that her dad is gone. Like, her dad has abandoned her. Yeah. And yeah. she knows, but refuses to admit it. And she's so good at taking care of herself that that's what she's been doing. Um, And now... She's got 17 she trucker dads She's going so. to be a member of their family, even though there's, like, maybe some kind of weird... Sort of, like it felt the romantic stuff feels so forced and weird. Yeah. It's it's the, and it's not even really there either. It's just Corey. Like Corey, it's just Corey. Uh, there is that great scene though, where, uh, where she's like, I'm never going to kiss a boy. And he's just like a girl, maybe. And she's just like, shut up. Like, (laughs) and, uh, I
1: didn't, I, yeah, that was
2: very, that was very (laughs) funny. Um, and he's not just like a girl. He's just like, maybe a girl. Um yeah. but she just joins their family I
0: guess. Yeah, she's part of the fam now.
2: And the single dad is like, "Oh, good. Now I have two additional children
0: <laughs> to
2: take care of. This is great. Excellent. I love this. Excellent. And one of them is just plays video games and the other one has a gambling problem. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, and my other son drinks too much, and the son, other son than that, is just uh, Fred Savage. So maybe he'll keep it all together.
1: Hopefully, yeah, maybe he's Fred, like a
0: little adult, so it's fine. Yeah,
1: he's he's extremely <laughs> capable throughout this entire film. Uh, do you think that Jimmy is air quotes cured now?
2: Oh, good question.
1: Uh, I also think unclear. that This last scene really just lays it out all out on the table that all of this could have been avoided if either of Jimmy's parents had paid more attention. It's kind of like the big, mm, yeah. it's like the big, like, like the big Jimmy, what do you mean by California? Yeah. Oh, Jimmy, you want to go back
2: box? to the Capozon dinosaurs to right. like at no point. did Put Your Jimmy, sister's memory to rest. Yeah. Okay. Right. That seems like a good thing that we should do. Yeah.
1: Like at no point did Jimmy like hold the picture up of them and say California. Like it's, it's, the The non video game message of this film, which is absolutely secondary to the video game message of this film, is yeah. Hey, talk to your kids.
0: That's not so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's you know it's not handled in a particularly uh, elegant or um, like tactful way.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Um. But yeah, it's uh everything works out in the end. Um Those kids definitely don't get to keep that $50,000, though. Oh, no, ah. no way. Like, that's not for them. That's
2: going into their college funds or something. Yeah. yeah.
1: I also forget. Which, if, fair enough. But I also forget if they imply that Sam and Christine get back together. And what happens to Mr. Bateman?
2: I don't. I I don't because yeah no um because Christine says why don't you take Jimmy Jimmy back we'll talk when we get home so I think probably what is going to happen is that uh Christine and Mr Bateman are just like yeah you should take Jimmy um anyway we're gonna go enjoy a child free life of just <laughs> fucking twenty four seven and having a disposable income
1: so yeah because um, they obviously were not interested in being parents
2: no right? yeah exactly so like I think. You know, and then I think we get a sequel, The Wizard 2, Mm -hmm. where... Still uh, whizzing. (laughs) Still whizzing, where Bo Bridges' character is just trying to keep his family together. He runs this, like, Fagan-esque household of all of these, like, impish little children who are just (laughs) running scams constantly. (laughs) Um, And uh, he is uh, definitely addicted to uh, A Link to the Past at this point. Um, Also, I just want to point out that this movie only exists because there was a shortage of the components needed to make NES games. (laughs) Wait, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, As far as I can tell, um, because a bunch of games were supposed to come out in 88, I think. And, um, they just didn't like, there was a shortage of ROM chips. And so they just couldn't release them. And, um, so they were like, okay, well instead we have to delay super Mario brothers three. And, uh, Zelda 2. So why don't we just make a movie
0: instead? (laughs) Honestly?
2: (laughs) Like, that's so bizarre. That's like right now, if they're like, okay, well, Halo is delayed to next year. So Mm -hmm. uh, we're just going to make a movie, not a Halo movie, but a movie about someone who plays Halo. It's really good.
1: We're going to make a movie about Ninja. Well, as Nick, Corey, Sam, and the rest of the cast uh, drove off into the sunset. I'm assuming they just all piled into the back of that truck. Yeah. That Ford Ranger or whatever it was. (laughs) Uh, So too is a time for us to pile into the back of our truck, Merritt's truck, and uh, head off into the sunset. Uh, Do y'all have any final thoughts about this film? If you wanted to give it, say, give it a star rating or whether or not you would recommend uh, the the folk at home uh, go on this journey themselves.
0: Uh, I would say it gets three. Jimmy, watch the mushrooms.
1: Out of five. Not
2: three. Jimmy, the star. To get the star. Out of five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's not a very good movie. I wouldn't I wouldn't watch it I if I were you. Um, you could probably just get to the highlights, watch the highlight scenes. Uh, just mm-hmm. look up a picture of Bo Bridges and really zoom in on his eyebrows. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'll probably do you, I think, for, for this movie, for The Wizard.
1: Yeah, I can't say that, uh, you know, granted, I, I watched it in 10-second increments at 5X time speed, but this movie hasn't aged great. Right.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, watch the Nintendo, watch the real-life Nintendo World Championships. Uh, yeah, those
1: were probably oh. really exciting and
2: fun. <laughs> and then, <laughs> go dig around. You say that. <laughs> <laughs> the 2015 ones were, oh my God. So oh, no,
1: really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'll We can't, I
2: can't get into that now.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so don't watch this. Watch uh, Will Seltzer's Star Wars audition instead. That's yes.
0: Oh, yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. All right. So uh, thank you, uh, Danielle and Merritt, for being here and doing this yeah. with me. I had fun. Thank, thank you for letting me host this time. That was a fun treat. Yeah. Uh, thank you to me for editing this later. Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, and uh, be sure to, if you liked this or uh, just like the sound of our voices, even if you didn't like the show necessarily, uh, be sure to like and rate and review and follow and subscribe to us on your podcast catcher of choice—be it iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or what have you. Uh, those reviews are how we, the algorithm, decides to show us to more people, and uh, we are a very small organically homegrown uh, podcast network. And so that really helps our exposure. But what helps even more than that is word of mouth. So if you wanted to to tell a friend or a sibling or, uh, (laughs) you know, if you're on a cross country hitchhiking journey and like the friendly trucker uh, asks for some podcast recommendations right before they beat up a guy for you, uh, just let them know about you love to see it or Fan fight or fan Width or any of the other fine shows on the Fanbyte podcast network, which is yeah. the network that you're listening to right now. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, on Instagram at Fanbyte, on TikTok at Fanbyte and uh, Fanbyte.com, of course, for all the great articles and non-podcast things that we do. Merit, where can people find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at Merit K. And Danielle, where are you?
0: also on twitter at danielle ri
1: and i'm on twitter at jordan underscore mallory if you are on twitter already swing on by any of the three of us if you aren't on twitter don't join to come follow us it's about <laughs> us. but if you're there yeah. already you know we, we could make it a little bit better i, I retweet a lot of frogs merritt's got some good jokes uh danielle posts fun pictures of uh her grappling sessions and pets <laughs> it's it's a good time. Yeah. We we have fun here. All right, uh well, until next time, remember that whenever Nintendo creates a movie to introduce a new video game, you really do love to see it. <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.